current situation is on hold. We are scheduled to have an interview, a preview of the upcoming Martin Luther King Day breakfast next week. And I thought my guest was calling in, and he has not. And I don't know if he thinks I'm calling him, and I cannot because I don't have his number. So, uh, haha, but maybe, just maybe, I'm hoping our scheduled guest is here live on the air with us right now. Mystery guest, are you there? I am. Uh, Alan Woodson, thank goodness you are there. Hi. Good afternoon. Uh, you know, and I'm sorry, I'm, when I got to this point, I was like, am I calling Alan? Is Alan calling me? But fortunately, you <laughs> called me, former alderman Alan Woodson, also with Frontiers International, with the annual Martin Luther King Day Breakfast, returning to an in-person format on Monday. A- Alan, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Jim. Good to be back. Well, I I want to uh, get into the details of uh, this week's event uh, uh, coming up on Monday. But first, just give us a a quick history of an event that has been a decades-long tradition here in our community and why this is such an important event every year. Well, this will be our 47th annual Memorial Breakfast in honor of Dr. King. And it started right down at the then uh, Form 30. And it's the same building that we're going to be in on Monday is now the Wyndham City Center. And it's been an extraordinary community event because it brings together all sectors of our community, all of our political parties, people of different, you know, persuasions. And it's an opportunity really to show what hopefully the country could and should be. And that is that if we all come together and work together and share ideas, we can be a better nation. And that's really what Dr. King was all about in the first place. You think about that tradition. This dates back to the days before we even had an official King Day holiday here in the United States. That's how long this has been going on. And, of course, last year with the pandemic, you had to go to a virtual format. We're still in a pandemic, and we're still seeing some pretty alarming case numbers here. But everybody's comfortable bringing this back to an in-person event on Monday. Well, we're going to try to do the best we can you know, what happens is you can't uh, plan for an event of this magnitude at the last minute. And so we've really been planning for this since uh, late summer, early fall. And you had to book the, you know, of course, you had to book the, the, uh, the locale and, and get everything together, find a speaker, and put the whole program together. So it's quite an undertaking. And then when you have um, things like the COVID-19 with all of the variants uh, that keep popping up, it has really played havoc with our planning. And as late as a week ago, Friday, we wondered aloud at the meeting whether or not we should try to pull the plug on this. But we're too far down the, down the trail to do that at this point. And so we're just going to tough it out, Jim. And uh, we just want to assure the public that uh, our, our, uh, our uh, planners there at the uh, window, along with the Frontiers, are doing our very best to make the uh, event as safe as possible. It's going to be um you know, the spacing between people. Normally, Jim, we have 10 people at a table. We're going to have eight. We don't anticipate having our normal crowd of somewhere between 650 to 800. So that will allow us to spread people out as well. So well, we're encouraging those that uh, want to step out on faith, as it were, to uh, come down to knowing that we're going to have it, uh, uh, you know, um, a spacing there that's going to make it better for everybody. And I think we'll have a good safe event. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, it, traditionally, it's been one of the most crowded events that I go to <laughs> over the course of a year uh, with the people that get packed into the uh, ballroom there at the uh, the Wyndham Hotel. Uh, again, maybe not quite uh, as much this year and also operating on a somewhat different schedule than people are, are used to uh, from past years. Alan, tell me about how the timeline for the event Monday plays out. Exactly. We're going to have, for the first time, the program to start at 8.30 a.m. That's an hour later than our normal start time, 8.30 a.m. And it goes back to what you said, Jim, because when we first had this, it was before uh, the the event was a national holiday. And we started early so people could get there, get the breakfast, hear a message, and then get to work. So that's how we got started, you know, back in those days at 7.30. But now... We were asking people to focus on a new starting time of 8.30. All right. So uh, keep that in mind. We'll uh, have more details on how you can get tickets and uh, and witness the event in person coming up in just a moment here. Alan Woodson is here with Frontiers International for the Martin Luther King Day breakfast event coming up on Monday here in Springfield. Uh, And every year, uh, the highlight of this event is an address from a keynote speaker. uh, And there have been some remarkable speakers over the years to come in and talk about civil rights, uh, its history, and the the present day battle for uh, equal rights here in our country. Tell us about this year's keynote speaker. Well, this year we're going to have a gentleman by the name of Dr. Charles Person. Dr. Person is the, uh, was the uh, youngest member of the original group of the 13 Freedom Riders who uh, integrated the uh, interstate bus stations in, uh, in the South during the, uh, during the 60s, during the Civil Rights Movement. And uh, one of his co-writers was a gentleman who's passed on now, uh, Congressman John Lewis of Georgia. So he's in, he's in great, good company. And the kinds of things that this gentleman has gone through, Jim, is just unspeakable. And yet he has a big heart. Uh, he, he's a forgiving person. And he doesn't uh, hold, uh, you know, malice against those who mistreated him. You know, so we're, we're pleased to have, you know, a person like that to, to make that, that kind of address to our people here in Springfield. Alan, uh, again, this is familiar territory for a lot of people listening today, but we have younger people in our audience who maybe don't uh, fully comprehend the the uh, impact of the Freedom Riders, the significance of what they did in the 1960s uh, and, you know, how dramatically things have changed since then. Can you talk a little bit about what what the Freedom Riders were, what they went through just to uh, achieve a standard of basic equality that, you know, most of us have taken for granted our entire lives. Well, back in the uh, in the uh, 50s and, and the 60s, uh, Jim, we had what we call the Jim Crow laws down in, in the southern part of our country. And, it, and essentially what that meant was that if you were African-American, black, you were not allowed to go into uh, places in the public like lunch counters or you couldn't even drink out of the same uh, water fountains and you couldn't ride on interstate buses and things of that nature, things that just seemed to be unspeakable and unbelievable. But they were a fact, uh, and that's really what started the Montgomery, Alabama bus boycott because African-Americans had to get on the bus, pay the fare, get off the bus, Jim, walk around to the back of the bus and get on the bus and stay behind the yellow line. And that's when Rosa Parks said, enough of that. I'm not going to do it. She didn't give up a seat. And uh, it started the Montgomery bus boycott that Dr. King got involved with. And it was an economic tool, and it brought the bus company and the city eventually to their knees so that they integrated the bus system. But those kinds of things, Jim, for 
for people like my even my 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 son and, and my grandson, they had no idea of what was going on back there in in the in the forties and fifties and the sixties when I was a youngster myself. And so it shows that we have made progress, but then you begin to look at some of the contraction going on right now with the voting uh, laws here in the country, and you start to wonder to yourself, I think we're making a, a wrong turn here and we're backing up when we should be moving forward. So we have to remind people, and, and the breakfast is a good way to do that, to remind people that we need to focus on moving forward, not looking back. You know, and it's a critically important point, and especially within the last couple of years, everything from George Floyd to the Ahmad Arbery case uh, down in Georgia, where a man was virtually lynched uh, for being in a neighborhood that somebody else thought he shouldn't be jogging in. Uh, and, and you start to, to recognize that, yeah, for all the progress we've made and all the things that have changed, there is, is still a, a lot of echoes of that very grim past uh, among us today. Uh, Alan, what what's your assessment here, America in the year 2022, as to where we stand in the uh, the ongoing civil rights struggle in this country? Well, I'm a little nervous, to be quite frank, uh, at this point, because we have to do some basic things to allow everybody to get involved in the process. And nothing, Jim, in my opinion, is more basic than having the right to vote. And uh, when we see a lot of the state legislatures around our country enacting legislation designed to discourage people from voting under the guise of, of some you know, mechanisms, then that's a bad sign. Because as I mentioned just a moment ago, I can recall when, when people, especially in the South, had to take a poll tax, had to, pay, uh, had to have a literacy test in order to vote, things of that nature. That is about as un-American as you can think of. And uh, we even had to have an amendment to the to the Constitution, um, you know, in order for in order for that to uh, you know to allow African Americans to uh, to vote. And so um, when we see what's going on at the Supreme Court, we see all of this legislation at the various states. It gives a person like myself, and I'm 76 years, so I have a little perspective on this now. It gives a person pause to say hey, where are we going, where have we been, and where are we going? And I'm concerned that we aren't going in the right direction at the right pace. Which is why, again, events like uh, Monday's Martin Luther King Day Breakfast, there will be other events on Monday as well. They are an important reminder uh, of why we need to remain vigilant in this uh, battle for, for civil rights, for full equality, full participation in society. We've made a lot of gains, but they uh, may may not necessarily be permanent gains if we're not watchful and not careful. So, Alan Woodson, tell us once again how people can get tickets and be a part of the annual Martin Luther King Day Breakfast put on by Frontiers International coming up Monday down at the Wind. Springfield Hotel in downtown Springfield. Well, for those who have not, who, who are planning on going but have not yet got their tickets, all they have to do is contact any Frontier member and we can make sure that they can get the tickets. In fact, if they were to call a Frontier member, uh, we will reserve those tickets for them. They can simply pick them up and make the payment right there on the morning of the breakfast. So that's, that's one thing to do at that point in time. We would encourage people there to, to come early get a good seat. It's going to be plenty of space there, and, and we feel good about the event that people should not worry, you know, any more than they would if they're going to the grocery store to get groceries. Just be wear a mask and do your appropriate social distancing and get into the event and see 
what a person like Dr. Person has done in his life to make this country a better place and then make a personal commitment to say, okay, I'm going to do my part to continue that and make Springfield and, and our country a better place. It's a very important event every year in our community, the Frontiers International Martin Luther King Day Breakfast, coming up Monday. Again, the start time this year is at 8.30 at the Wyndham Hotel downtown. Alan Woodson, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for the time. We will talk soon. Thanks, Jim. Take care.